Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. One hour from now, we'll play the uh, conversation we have with Jim Miller. We're moving some things around. We had a long conversation with Charles Barkley, if you missed it. You can grab that on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get the Waddle and Sylvie podcast, Apple Pods. We got, uh, where was I looking yesterday? Tune in. Where else can you find us? Um, what's the uh, Spotify, I believe? Because Siciliano was asking me about our podcast was yesterday. He? Siciliano How's wanted he doing? To... He's going to be busy this weekend with all the football coming at you. Absolutely, your... yeah. And uh, so you wanted to know. And he said, uh, where, where can I get him? He goes, is it just on the app? And I said, no, it's, it's, it's tell everywhere. You call me, and I'll just do a show for him for four hours on the air. Will you really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just tell him to give me a holler. we got to get have him on soon. Yes. This would be a perfect time as the NFL playoffs are about to begin. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. We haven't had him on, I don't think, since he was at uh, Hell's Hall. In, in training camp. I think that's a mistake on our behalf. Okay, let's, let's call him. Put him on the list. Okay. Uh, three, one, two, and then Barstool Big Cat, uh, who we missed yesterday because of all the press conferences, I believe is slated for tomorrow around this time. So Barstool Big Cat tomorrow. Uh, let's take some of these calls at three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Uh, Joe in Island Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Hey, how we doing guys? Thanks Hello. for taking my call. You got it. Um, I just... You know, with everything going on this off season, I just wanted to kind of vent a little bit, but also hear your guys' take on this. You know, I try to listen to all sides of the conversation uh, because there's a lot of people smarter than me that know better when it comes to this. And I was listening to the other guys on the other radio station, and they were just talking about and complaining about how this is a Bears thing and it's a Bears move and we never do the bold move. And I agree that there are some parts of this that feel the same, like firing everyone but the coach, and not everyone's on the same page. But what if, you know, I kind of get mad with the whole thing because, okay, let's say the Bears make the bold move, all right? We do the thing that everyone says we need to do. We go after Caleb Williams, let's just say. And we have him in here. We get rid of Justin. All of a sudden, Caleb starts tanking, let's just say it. You know, his, he doesn't have the mental fortitude to lead the team. The locker room is not rallying behind the kid. Uh, he can't process the game at the next level. But, you know, we did the right thing. We went after that number one guy with our number one pick, but he turned out to be a terrible pick. Like, how, where is, where do we, where's the, where do we come? Because I agree with you, uh, Tom. Um, where like, why is there always a heated debate? Why can't, why can't we just trust the guy who's gotten us to this point in Ryan polls and make the decision? Uh, I'll hang up, listen to you guys, but that's my take. Thanks, Joe, Jeff. this is what I would say. Um, I, look, I agree with everybody that says, well, there's a risk. If you draft this guy first overall, not many first overall picks at quarterback, not all of them work out. Of course, there's a risk. There's a a risk walking across the street. Uh, But there's also a risk in this particular situation that if you decide to move forward with Justin, 
there's the risk that the improvement that you're hoping to get from him with the help of a new offensive coordinator doesn't materialize. There's a risk that he doesn't take you where you want him to take you. There's a risk that if you pass on drafting that quarterback, that guy goes out and becomes a player that is a difference making for his team the way that C.J. Stroud looks to be a difference maker for the Houston Texans. So, yes, there is plenty of risk that is involved in both decisions. So I think that the best thing that you can do is do your due diligence Trust your instincts. Trust the people that you have working for you. Make a sound decision that you are you have conviction about and roll with it. That's the thing that I would suggest to you. Now, I did say that, that, that I have more faith, and it was a question I think you had for me earlier today. How do I feel in terms of my, my uh, belief in, in Ryan Poles now that he took the route he took with the head coach? And what I would say, I asked you because you said if you trust him, you trust him. So I said, do you trust him less because of the the coaching decision? Okay, so this is what I would say to you. My my presentation about trust with Ryan Poles was specifically focused on player personnel, scouting, picking players and building the roster. I understand that's not the total totality of the job. There's also you're hiring coaches and there is a bigger picture. And I will say that I have a lot of faith in Ryan Poles in the roster building aspect of this. Has it been perfect? No. But I like a lot of the stuff he's done. I really do. I think the talent on the roster top to bottom has gotten significantly better. I think he's got a good eye for stuff. Is he perfect? No. I hope he's better at evaluating receivers going forward. Um, I, I, I think it's a learning process for him still. But I do like what he has done. I'm not going to lie to you right now. And that hasn't changed because of how he's handled the coach. I still believe when it comes to roster building, I'm still all in with trusting his, his decision-making at this point. When it comes to evaluating his coach, I'm not going to lie. I have some questions about this because, as I've told you a thousand times, if you're willing to upgrade at center and three technique and pass rusher because it makes your team better and you have the resources to do so – I don't know why you wouldn't consider doing the same at the head coaching position. You're doing it with your OC, right? You're doing it at OC because you, you fired him and a group of offensive coaches. What do you, why do you believe that Fluce is the guy to take you forward if, in fact, you have the opportunity to maybe call Mike Vrabel or to call Jim Harbaugh? And, and like I said, and you and I agree that if you had the 15th pick of the draft, we're not having this quarterback conversation. It's about having access to, to valuable assets and options. And next year, you're probably not going to have access to Jim Harbaugh, are you? You're going to have access to Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson's going to be a head coach in this league next year, right? I mean, Mike Vrabel probably was going to go to New England anyway, but he's not going to... Maybe you think that there will be another list of coaching candidates that you can get after, but I think Mina Kimes was talking about this on ESPN, that like this is as deep and as talented of a potential head yes. coaching pool that you're ever going to find. So I guess, you know, to make a long story short, I'm still all in with the evaluation of the, the roster. This one's got me a little puzzled. Well, don't forget that because it's the biggest free agent crop of coaches – you're also going to lose offensive coordinator candidates to those Absolutely. free agent. Cro- so if you like Shane Waldron, Shane Waldron's going to say, do I want to go with Eberflus in Chicago 
or do I want to hitch my wagon with Mike Vrabel in New England? Like, right. I, I, or, listen, or like this is why. Like, again, I, I uh, look. I know that in totality, he's in charge of all of this stuff. I feel really good about this portion of it. I have questions about this portion over here. I really do. Sure, sure. Uh, John in Woodridge, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Johnny? How you doing, guys? So uh, one thing I wanted to say, you know, I, I listen to Barstool Chicago a lot, and I was hearing Barstool Eddie say, oh, this is just another mom-and-pop move from the Bears, not firing Eberflus. The Bears players love Eberflus. They love playing for him. Uh, they didn't like Getty. I mean, you had DJ Moore calling out Getty sometimes. Why would you get rid of him? If the players want him, they want to play for him, I think they made the right move. Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren have done nothing but make right moves. You know, here and there they messed up, you know, Chase Claypool, stuff like that. But they're going and headed on the right direction. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the Bears fans, they have a Chicago cut steak in front of them and say they have no food. That's, that's not that's true. How Bears that is, that's not true. That's a championship stake. We don't complain over they, championships. They won seven games this year, John. I I get that, but I mean, I listened to that press conference from Poles and Warren, and I, you know, this team is momentally a lot better than they were last year. Well, okay, and, you know, John, and I won't dispute that, and they are. They were intentionally. I'm not saying they were intentionally trying to lose because I don't think they were intentionally trying to lose. They gutted that roster. They won three games last year because of the process that they decided to undergo. And I agreed with it. So to go from what they did last year to what they did this year, for the love of everything good and pure in this world, had you not gone to seven wins after completely stripping it down? You got rid of Roquan Smith, which I, I thought was the right thing at the time. You got rid of, of, of uh, who else you get rid of? Robert Quinn. Right. You moved on from a lot of Khalil people. Mack. Khalil Mack. Like, you basically did what you needed to do to clear the books salary cap-wise, tear this thing down to the studs, so that this year you had to be better than you were last year, John. I totally agree, but still, without polls, the Bears would not be in this situation. And I also, one last thing I want to say, Sylvie and everyone, I was the guy I took a picture in front of the studio, and you guys gave me the thumbs up. So thank you. Awesome. Of course, Thanks, that's John. how we roll. Anytime, John. Listen, I'm, this isn't a. I, I just gave you a you know a two minute endorsement of Ryan Poles with regard to building his roster. A lot of great things. I, I mean, there are and. I would just say that that they spent a lot of time yesterday, and I understand when you only win seven games, how much can you really sit there and go, well, you know what we really appreciate? We appreciate that playoff berth we earned. No, you can't say that because you didn't earn a playoff berth, right? So you are accentuating the things that were improved, and I get all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, there's still a reality check that I think people have to acknowledge. I just want them to build um, like a sustainable winning product and like you you've done this drill before the bears beat these quarterbacks yes. sam howell brian hoyer bryce young joshua dobbs jared goff kyler murray and taylor heineke and out of the seven coaches that they beat um four have been fired so again and 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 that's not to dump on them. What that is is a reality check and a reminder that there is a ton of work still to be done. The same way what I called they lost to Green Bay, they finished the season in the way they started it. They lost in convincing fashion to your so-called top rival. 
and you, th- they boat raced you here, and don't be, don't be, you know, um, whatever, misled by the score of that game. The Packers were in charge of that entire game. Right. All right. So, like, you got a long way to go. And as I called it, may, it was a blessing in disguise to remind you. You were outscored by the Packers even when that score wasn't a true indicator how badly you lost. You still got outscored by the Packers this year, 55 to 29. Correct. And I like, again, I'll repeat myself for the ninth time, I like a lot of what they've done. But, but cohesion and familiarity and liking your coach isn't going to be the thing that takes you over the top and ultimately makes you a, a contender for the NFC North. There are a hell of a lot of other things that have to happen. Carlos on the west side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carlos? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're Carlos. good. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. We appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, well, my thing is I was just listening to all this stuff going on. Um, basically, I think they should have fired Eberflus. I mean, he's a really good D.C., at best, and I think that they should have moved on and threw off some feelers to, like, Ben Johnson or Jim Harbaugh with Brable. I mean, Belichick. I mean, they need to get a good offensive-minded coach in there to get the things rolling in the positive way to help Justin or whoever they decide to draft, whether it be a quarterback, to develop them and to get the things rolling in a positive direction. Look, I'm going to be honest with you as well. As much as I said, as much as I've liked some of the stuff that is done, I'm just left a little uneasy as to why, like, and and Ryan was asked, did you even consider calling any other or, or, or looking into any other candidates? Now, again, I'm not sure if he's just exercising you know, professional courtesy. Because he's sitting next saying, to the yeah. guy, you know. My buddies asked, asked me about that. Would he even admit if he did with Eberflus sitting next There's to him? There's no upside to saying, yeah, I it called was, a bunch of people. Or even if he wasn't sitting next to him when he's announcing that Eberflus is back, right. what's the win in saying, yeah, we reached out to a few guys? There, there is no win to that. So um, my hope would be that some of those calls were made, but I, I do, you know, you have to acknowledge that there's a true appreciation for Matt Eberflus from his general manager. And look, we may be all sitting here at the end of next year and say, my God, he got it right. I hope so. Mike and Bourbonnet, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Good afternoon. <laughs> we met years and years ago when the camp was down in Bourbonnet, which it still should be. So, so definitely for Yurko can get some golf carts rather than sit on the hot pavement, which I heard earlier. Yes, That's right. <laughs> so, hey, I got two things, but before I get to those, I've been listening to you guys for a little bit here, and I got th- uh, a couple things. Sylvie, uh, we're, you're dead on. We're, we're agreeing on everything with the Bears. Um, my thing is, how in the world are we going to get a court- top coordinator, offense or defense, when you've got this coach, when those coordinators are actually searching for a head coaching job, you know, and you got this guy out in Seattle, supposedly, that, you know, they were interested in. Why wouldn't he stay in Seattle rather than come to the Bears? But to get to that later, I just want to throw that out there. I, I agreed with Longwater, whatever his assessments were, Long- right on the last <laughs> yes, right. Longwater. Right. Yeah. The last few callers, not so much. Um, and then also, uh, as far as uh, Charles Barkley's session, awesome. The guy is incredible. Love him. Um, just if you guys have any questions about him fighting Rodgers, go to Game of Thrones, where the mountain kicks the shit out of. Uh, oh, all right, I gotta, I gotta let you go. That's two in a row. Yeah, I will oh, say well, this Joniak as well. Was was the? Are, are you saying two in a row, including Joniak? Yeah. 
I'm well, saying I mean, it's Joni two X days in a row. Joni X not supposed to do it. I mean, neither well, is the I caller. It. But it's just two days in a row that somebody had to get dumped for saying the S word. And I will tell you, it has been the highlight of my the early 2024 calendar year to hear the voice of the Bears swear on our air and know that it's the first time he's ever done it in his professional career. Mr. News Radio, he never had sworn on the air before. No. That was and his you first see, time. Did you see the, the color in his face just kind of left his body? Yeah. And then he kept saying over, oh, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm so like, I, my body is reacting to this. I can't believe what I just did. I retweeted the video, yeah. It's the only time he's ever been shook. You can't shake yes, Joniak. You can't shake Joniak. You can. You can a little bit. You just got to know how. You can. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the... Fr- that made my entire month. You loved it. I know. Your I reaction is priceless. Uh, Matt and Streamwater, buddy. Matt, what's on your mind? Hey, Sylvie. Hey, Waddle. Thanks for taking my phone call. Sylvie and Waddle, when, I, when Courtney asked Ryan Poles regarding about the number one pick that what's his timeline, and he said maybe in April, probably towards April, is that like – and then I heard Potsy then asked him, Sylvie, I think it was Potsy that asked him why – like what was his justification for passing on from – C.J. Stroud or the number one pick last year with all the quarterbacks. And he said basically what he got in return, he got, you know, D.J. Moore and he got Darnell Wright and he got Tyreek Stevenson and he's got this year's number one. And so to me, Sylvian Wada, I was thinking, I'm like, maybe he's trying to say, like, I know it might be hard, but I know the only time that they can trade three number one picks to a team is during the actual draft day. I believe that's a rule that that is asking price for this time is that it's going to start for three number one picks if you want that number one pick. Unless Waddle, like you think, unless you think he's going just for a quarterback and he's just saying that just to say it. I just think it's Matt, right? Is that Matt? Yeah, Matt. Matt. I, um, thanks for the call, Matt. I just think it's an entirely different perspective this year. I don't know how they had C.J. Stroud rated. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they misrated C.J. Stroud and if they thought I, – I think that they, they were intent – on trading the pick because they were going to use the 2023 season to evaluate Justin in year two of their tenure. And they needed to build their team up a little bit more. I think there's a different approach this year. I think a year later, they're more open to using that first overall selection on drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I, yeah, they wanted to evaluate Justin. Yeah, And they wanted to get as much for them as possible. Uh, Eddie on the north side. What's up, Eddie? Eddie. Hey, guys. So I'm going to put it because I agree with you, Sylvie. Kevin Warren, who's come to the Chicago Bears and has done nothing. Arlington Park was purchased before him. I don't see pictures of our new ball club going up. He had the power to go get Jim Harbaugh because you know Ryan Poles isn't. Because that means Poles would have to give up his power. So he's got his little pet in Eberflus over there. You knew he was going to keep him. Warren was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. He gave it back to Poles. Poles wasn't going to even interview Jim Harbaugh, but Kevin Warren could have done it. Started from the CEO down, and if Harbaugh wanted more power and Poles couldn't handle it, well, Poles could see the door too. Because we needed a new coach. We need a, a we need a new direction of everything. If he wants a new quarterback, fine. But it's the coach that has to sit there and decide it all. And Kevin Warren, to me, is on the bubble because what has he done? What has he possibly done for the Chicago Bears? I think, again, he's still been observing and he's been 
remembering his St. Louis Rams days. Of everybody up there that has the most job security, he's not on yeah, any yeah, bubble. Right, it's, right. it's Kevin. Uh, I'm not. I'm not jumping on him for the 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 Arlington stuff. No. I mean, I just build me a good stadium wherever. We've always said this. If it's downtown and you build us the best stadium, build it downtown. Look, and and we're and not I, biased to where it's built. I think what we're learning is is that he's going to allow Ryan Poles to do his job, which I'm cool with. Yeah, don't, like, we've always said this about meddling. If you don't know your stuff, don't be like David Tepper and meddle and say, hey, go pick Bryce Young when you your scouting department has told you to pick C.J. Stroud. We don't want that. Let guys do their jobs, and if at the end of the day... They fail. They, they fail, then you are going to have to move on from said guys, but you've got to hire people and let them do their gigs. Yep. Three three two three seven seven six. We'll take more of your calls. We've also uh, got the Aki's A list coming up in a little bit. Would you rather in twenty minutes get those in? Kev Boza going to read them. You could uh, hashtag it WS. Would you rather and tweet them to us? Kev Bo's at Kevbo underscore. And also Justin Pottinger. It's at Justin Pottinger. You can send them there, and uh, we've got the Pride Store gift card on the line for the best would you rather for you. Um, I'll ask you a would you rather when we come back next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. The snow's coming tomorrow. Does it? You planning on uh, starting the weekend after tonight? In what manner? I don't know. I mean, I treat every night the same. <laughs> you pour your, Are you pouring yourself beverages yeah. every night now? Yeah. I don't have any scotch at the house, so I've, I haven't had any scotch for a while. Drinking, what are you drinking these just days? Just a little red wine at night, a couple glasses of red wine with dinner, and then just call it a night. Watch some television and... Go to bed. Nothing wrong with that. No. What'd you watch last night? Uh, I was doing a lot of work last night. Um, what did I watch? Reacher is, I've watched all of the episodes, so a new episode isn't out. Did you watch the Bulls last night? Did you watch them? I did. I did. Um, watched the majority of the game. Saw it going to overtime. Um, but I went to bed at like 10. I was doing some stuff, so... Um, Maybe I watched a Dateline show. Dateline. Oh, really? A lot Dateline. Of, oh, yeah. I watch a lot of murder shows. I do. I watch and That's them. why some of the Netflix documentaries are so good, too. Yeah. They're, they're very good. I'm going to get into Like, there's a couple I, of other shows I want to see, so. What was that? I did watch that Boston show. Did you show. see it? Did I you did. like it? I did. It do was you pretty remember? Good. You going I didn't back know anything about it. You didn't. Didn't know anything about okay, it. Okay. So I was like, it was, the first year was like 89, right? Wasn't the, when it happened was in 89. So, like, I was in school. I think when it happened in Boston, it was what one was of the, the biggest cases. What was the guy's case. name? Him and his wife? Charles. Uh, uh, it, it was done by the guy who produced The Last Jason Dance. Hare. Yeah. Jason Hare, who did The Last Murder Dance in documentary. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it Charles Stewart? The Charles Stewart. He ended up murdering his wife and blamed it on somebody yes, else. Yes. And it was and a horrible situation in Boston. With the race relations yes. and everything. It and was, then ultimately, when they finally, you know, the the... the he was finally getting, they were getting onto him. He jumped off the Tobin Bridge and yeah. killed himself. Well, you just gave away everything for those who don't know, though. 
You'll still enjoy I, it. I didn't know it. Like, yeah, you so still enjoy I, it. I, I wasn't sure about well, it. Well, it's not a new story. It's from you well, know late eighties, early nineties. But for the it was it's new to us for those who didn't live through it. So, uh, I can guarantee you, you still enjoy. You it. will still enjoy. It. Um, I don't believe in ruining shows for people. I think that's. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I just think that's. Uh, I think that's just a, a funny thing that people say. Well, here's would you rather? Would you rather? Have Nick Saban coach your football team or Bill Belichick coach your football team? Right now? No, like just in, uh, like in, the, in their prime. Oh, well, I'll go, with, I'll go with Bill Belichick because, you know, I'm, my football team, is it an NFL team or is it a collegiate team? I mean, Bill Belichick's the best that's ever done it. Who do you believe is like the, the, the one who's better at their craft? Well, I would, I would still side with Bill Belichick, but it's like... Pie or cake? I mean, which one? If, if I, I like if pie. I, well, I mean, okay, but you still eat cake. I do. I like happy. cake. I like cake. Right. I you, there's no pie. bad choice. Yeah. It's not pie or poo. It's not like saying, hey, what would you rather have, pie or poo? How often do you eat cake these days? Uh, no, never. A very a very never. rarely do I eat ice I don't cream eat pie. cake. I don't eat pie. I like pie. A lot. I, you know what like, I eat is, I eat, you, you know I'm not a, a dessert guy, I eat frozen yogurt with some, yeah. uh, like some uh, Reese's. Sprinkled on it. Yeah. Like a Reese's uh, peanut butter cup you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like Ben and Jerry's or something? No, no, no. Like a uh, uh, frozen yogurt that's like from a place up in Lake Forest. Oh, my so wife then goes you and get gets the pieces it. in there. Yeah, you, you mix it in. Okay. Maybe a little caramel sauce if you're feeling a little, you know. Frisky? A little frisky. But that's the extent of my, like, yeah. I, mean, I know you're not a dessert No, guy. I may eat a Twix bar before I go to bed. but like, that's I like a, a Twix, too. Yeah. But I'm not, caramel, sitting down, chocolate and I'm not sitting down for a, you know, I don't know, pie a la mode or whatever it is that you're sitting down to eat before I'm you go to bed. I'm not doing a la mode with a pie. I, the pie's enough for me. A big piece of pie, though. Yeah? Yeah. Before you go to bed? Uh, no, not right before I go to bed. But, like, after I eat a, a, a like, if you if I'm going out to dinner, if I'm... How do you have space for, like, a big piece oh, of pie uh, after uh, dinner? There's enough space. Really? Yes. There's enough space. Okay. You make room. I'd rather save that space for maybe an after-dinner drink. Could do that, too. There's well, if enough I choose space, one before the other. It's like maneuvering luggage in the, uh, in the trunk of your car. There's an art to it. You, gotta, you just have to finagle the pieces the right way. But if I'm like, I had an enormous steak the last time for my daughter Leah's birthday celebration. It was a much bigger steak than I normally go after. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a big one. A big well, Okay. A big one. You could still maneuver There's it. There's no chance you, I could have had. You're no, doing it wrong. Because then. we had desserts for her because it was her birthday. And I really, maybe I had one little tiny piece of something. I didn't have any room. You're not a dessert guy, though. Yeah, you but I also ate a steak like the size of my head. It wasn't <laughs> just a small filet. It was a big one. <laughs> it was a big one. Uh, Will and Peoria, you're on ESP at 1000. Cake or pie, Will? Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, cake. cake. I'm with you. Like, there aren't many pies that I'm even... Oh, really? Like, give me Key a, lime pie? No, I won't hit that. Really? Pecan no. pie? No, no pecan pie. There's, and there's, then there's all sorts of, like, peanut butter type pies. French silk pie is yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, I'd rather go... I'd, I'm with you. I'd rather go, like, chocolate cake. Pie, pie for the holidays, guys. Cake, cake it for other occasions. Oh, for like birthdays? Cake for birthdays. <laughs> right. So, listen... I. I just want to make a couple points, and I want you guys to respond to this. You know, it's the third time in the last eight seasons the Bears have a top pick. Now, I'm saying this as a fan. You're right, Tommy, when you say 
most quarterbacks don't pan out. It's a, it's a crapshoot. You know, it's a lotto ticket. You know, it's a scratch off. You don't know what you're going to get. But you still have to take the risk. Mm-hmm. So as a Bears fan, I'm going to tell you this. We, I was listening earlier with Charles Barkley talking about Chicago fans being very forgiving. It's true. We are. However, we have a limit. The Bears need to draft one of these quarterbacks. They need to do it. Because here's another thing, Tom. I don't think Fields has significantly improved from last year, or otherwise people might be lining up to give us their number one pick. So my point is this. We can forgive the Bears if they pick a quarterback, draft them a wide receiver, utilize our number one picks that we haven't had for a century back-to-back. And if they fail, they fail. But if they fail to draft a quarterback with this pick and we stink next year or the following year and Fields gets hurt, that will not be forgiven. I, I think both will be received poorly by Bears fans. But I, I think you're probably right that if they forego, if, I mean, this is obviously a projection, but if you forego choosing a quarterback number one overall and you decide to go forward with Justin and you, you build your team, but you don't get the progress from the quarterback that you were seeking, especially when you changed offensive coordinators, I think there'll be some red asses. Yeah, my, my nightmare is that Jim Harbaugh is coaching a team and that team is winning. And then you pass on uh, Caleb Williams and he goes to that team and he instantaneously becomes a star. And then we're watching these multiple teams and we're like, we could have had all of that. We could have had all of it. That's what, what my fear is. Cooper in Hyde Park here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Coop? Cooper. Maybe it's because maybe it's because it's actually pronounced Cupper. Cupper? Like, like the Mannings. The Mannings. Yeah. Cupper uh, Manning. Let, let's try Alex. Where is Alex here? And, and by the way, how do you spell your name C O O P E R, but then your family calls you Cupper? Because you're from New Orleans or where where were they from originally? Well then just spell it K U P P E R. Cupper. I think it's the accent, isn't it? Kind of like the accent? Uh, Alex in Buffalo Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Alex? Gentlemen, happy Thursday. Same to you. The the biggest thing that the Bears have had not going for them in a long time is their inability to have continuity. And so if we we look at this first pick and we say, okay, we need a quarterback, and Caleb Williams, let's say he is that quarterback, the best way to give him continuity is to say, okay, Lincoln Riley would be the best possible decision here. But if we're not going to do that, at least go out there and take the offensive coordinator, John Hansen, and his brother, who's the other offensive coach, and give them to Caleb Williams to come to the NFL. So now what we're doing is we're giving Caleb Williams the best opportunity to be successful in a system that he's already been doing in college and now doing it at a pro level because USC runs a pro-level offense. So if that doesn't work and even Bruce isn't the right guy, guess what? Lincoln Riley's going to get fed up in college because the college system is broken. He has, to, he has to recruit 12 months out of the year now. The transfer portal is crazy. Plus, his defense isn't any good. So he's not going to compete next year. I'm not nuts about hiring Lincoln Riley as my NFL coach. I don't think you also just need to necessarily bring in his existing offensive coordinator so that the, the transition is seamless. I would ask you, is it working in Houston? Like Bobby Slowick Jr. and that crew, they've done a nice job with C.J. Stroud. They didn't have to go to Ohio State and right. bring in Ohio State's offensive coaches. Um, so I think you can still develop a quarterback, 
Um, I, I don't think Bleck would be a big fan. Bleck is the biggest USC fan I know. Yeah. I don't think Bleck would ever endorse hiring Lincoln Riley yeah, as I the Bears head coach. Ask him in, in a I've, heard him, I've heard him talk yeah. about it. I think Bears Weekly's on after, oh, are, uh, after our show today. Well, what, what is Gene, or what is, I almost said Gene Greco, what is Joniak going to do? Joniak going to get on the air and swear at a bunch of people for an hour? Yeah, he may see, what, use the F is, word today. Is that what <laughs> Bears Weekly is? Jeff comes on and swears? That's right. All right, uh, we've got Would You Rather coming up next and then Jim Miller who you hear from time to time on Bears Weekly and of course is a former Bears quarterback and he's on Marquee and Sirius XM he had some thoughts and he and who's who's arguing with another former NFL player about watching Justin Fields film he's joining us coming up at five o'clock Waddle and Sylvie are back are back Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, it is D Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Anberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. That's right. Would you rather on Thursdays now? It's an either-or question. Would you rather this or that? How the hell did we ever get Dick Enberg to record that? We asked him. He Such was one nice of the man. nicest men yes. around, yeah. You put him in the uh, holding tank. It's the green room. He, yeah. would, he had a 10 o'clock uh, schedule uh, appearance with us. and Instead of moving it around to accommodate him, a legend. He showed up early. You, you made him sit in the conference room until we got done with some silly segment about nothing important. Old people usually do show Whoa! up places early. They do. You He's, and I have ventured into the realm of old people category. So no, I don't show up early quite yet. I'm just saying you're old. No, actual old people, Waddle. Like senior, yes. senior citizens. Yes. And, and like Kev, he showed up like at nine thirty. That's a classic old person move for for like a ten o'clock uh, for when we were supposed to have him on at ten. And like, well, I'm like, well, we got Would You Rather nine forty five. Yeah, well, I mean, how in the world could we ever move our schedule around to accommodate Dick Enberg? So we put him in the green room, which is the conference room, and he. I always tell the story. It made him look at an old Walter Payton picture we had in there, and he told a because of that he he told a great Walter Payton story when we got him on the air. So it actually benefited everybody. I think he passed away angry at you. It's not true. I think he he had an uh, enjoyable I time. I think he was. It's not nice. He he lived a long fulfilling life. I think he died like in his uh, low to mid nineties. Yeah. And I think he, he passed away angry with you. Let me see Dick Enberg. How old was he? I'm going to say upper 80s. 82. Ooh, lower 80s. That's it? That can't be. I, I mean, you're right, Wiki- lying. Wikipedia. Yeah. What, what can I say? That's it? I thought I could have sworn you want, he was you, much you older. You a birth certificate? Is that what you want? What's wrong with you? Like, uh, what Let do we got be here, gone boy? in peace. What do we got? All right, we got a few of them for you here. From Twitter, of course, because I refuse to call it X. Would uh, you rather me kill you with a spike through your forehead or shoot you? That's uh, that was my my example of how Twitter usually asks you ah, my questions. Yes. Uh, first one here: Would you rather have the last three Packers quarterbacks or the last three Steelers head coaches? No, 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 no quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, I'm on a quarterback. 
with no disrespect, meant meant to Chuck Knoll and Bill Cower and Mike Tomlin. Give me, give me Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and but if, if we're going Love? if we're going Chicago, um, people hate the Packers, and people love to say Bill Cower. Oh, you guys, do you think Bill Cower would come out of retirement and coach the Bears? So you may have Is to that go one with- of the dumbest questions people continue to ask. How many times has Bill Cower told anyone that will listen? I'm not coaching ever again. Come on, Bill. Come on, take over the beloved. You can do it. Take yeah. us back to prominence. Coaching matters, but yes, you always want the players, and we want that quarterback. Are like, we? Ju- did I we just one? Did we just kind of jump the gun a little bit though to think that uh, Jordan Love is just going to be the latest in a long line? No, but the question was three versus okay. one. Like you had to take the three pack. Yeah. So whether or not, like again. As as one of my friends on what uh, of the friendly people on Twitter put it, where's that at? Um, Jeff Garcia had a, a couple of good years too. Yeah, like were you crowning Jeff Garcia after a few good games um, or a, a couple of good no, years? No, but Jeff Garcia. My guess is that Jeff Garcia went to a couple of Pro Bowls, didn't he? Right, but you didn't call him the next Montana or Steve Young, did you? No. Okay, so that's where I think Jordan Lovell. Jordan Love in that in that puzzle. Oh, so you think he's, he's going to have Jeff a Jeff Garcia of the, he's of gonna, the group? Okay, he's yeah. going to have a Jeff Garcia at career at best. Jeff Garcia made four Pro Bowls. There you go. That's, he, is Jordan Love going to make four Pro Bowls? That's a really luck, good career. He'll be lucky to be the Jeff Garcia of that group. <laughs> lucky to be the Jeff Garcia of that group. I think he may be the Alex Smith of the group. Uh, listen, you, I'd take Alex Smith's career as well. <laughs> That's how starved we are. Yeah. Well, it's not even being starved. Well, Alex Smith San, had a good career. His San Francisco portion of the career. Okay. I'm talking about. All right. All right, go ahead. Would you rather have $1 million in cash or a $5 million Amazon gift card? No, you, they, they, you're not serious, are you? I didn't propose the question. I just read them. But Why you, wouldn't you take $5 million yes, in an right. Amazon product? Well, because if you have the, the cash, and I'm just making a case here, if you have the cash, you can use that towards your mortgage, towards your car note, any sort of bills. If, but, if you got the Amazon, you're just buying, because, what are you buying? But like, Movies? But, Reacher? No, 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 no. Yeah. Amazon, there are packages from Amazon on my door every single day. There's not a day that goes by that the Amazon truck is not delivering something to the house. What's the most expensive thing you can buy on Amazon Prime? Oh, you could buy anything. Can I buy it, a car? I don't know about a car. That I don't well, that, know. You said anything. Well, but if, if there's a product you want, you name a product right now. Name anything. Other than a car. Like, uh, there's a massage chair for like a three helico- grand. A helicopter. Give me something that I could work with here. Well, I mean, the point I guess I would make is is I could invest that $5 million in all of the household purchases over the course of, let's say, five, six, seven, eight years would come free free of no charge, you know, of no charge, right? Because you yeah. could buy it all through Amazon. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, that goes a long way. Right. Like, it, it, we're constantly spending in Amazon. Right. You wouldn't have to pay for anything for quite some time. Give me something. A new toilet. A new toilet. Let's go. Let me see toilet. What what comes up here? Uh, You could buy a grill. You could buy a toilet. Yeah. See? 
Here's an American Standard toilet for $501.80. Here's a Smart Bidet toilet for $598. Yeah. Um, there's lots of smart. Here's a, a Bidet Mate. The Bidet Mate 6000 for $1,500 there on you Amazon. Go. Like you, This is what I'm talking about. I just Googled most expensive stuff on Amazon. Uh, there's not really that much. There's like a, like you said, there's one of those massage chairs. Uh, but again, I don't think I'm looking for high-end product, Kevbo. What I'm looking to do. all electronics. Yeah, I'm looking to never have to spend my own money Amazon. on anything. Give me the Amazon card. All right, give me another uh, question. All right, would you rather guarantee all your favorite teams win a championship within the next 10 years? Yes. But you have to have a sex tape released of yourself. Oh, boy. That's, that's this is good. Or this is... be guaranteed a championship this year for your favorite team, but there is a big scandal. Well, this is bad and bad. Yeah, what, 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 is, what, well, they don't necessarily have to be what, positive, what, what, do they? What, what, okay, so you're saying... I get a championship of every one of my teams in the next 10 years. I think there's no question. Let me answer for you. I don't think there's any question. You'd be happy to release a sex tape of you and your wife if, in fact, Who it said mean... anything about my wife? It's just a sex tape of me. Isn't that what... How's it phrased? It doesn't say anything about uh, your wife. No. Yeah. Well, I, my assumption is, is that if there's going to be a sex tape of you, your wife is going to be involved. I'm trying to help you here, bro. What are you, what, I mean, what are you, what are you resisting? This, this could just be a solo act here. It, well, 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 is, how's that really phrase? A, is that really a, how's is that this a, phrase? Is that here? a sex tape? <laughs> what, what, what is this here? What do we got? It, it just says you have a sex tape released of yourself. I, it, listen, That's what it says. It's really open a, to interpretation. Is, there, is it really a sex tape if it's just you? It says yourself. By, by yourself? Well, you tell me. I'll, I'll spin this would you rather in another would you rather. Would you rather have a sex tape released of you and your wife or just you? That's a good question. It depends on how my wife would feel about it. Can I ask her first? No, I'm asking you. Probably just yourself so you spare your wife any type yeah, of... Of course you, know. you would. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm taking one for the city. And I don't think really it's anyone would care or anyone would want to see it. What if well, everybody, what if everybody saw it? No, but it's, maybe it's not you, Kim Kardashian. Maybe, maybe it's you being weird. Maybe you're like in a pilot outfit all of a sudden and you're acting and you're doing something. <laughs> you're dressed up as a pilot, the pantless pilot or something like that. I don't know. Like, maybe you're a chef at a really expensive restaurant. Next thing you know, you know, you're in the back. And I don't know. The pantless pilot. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, uh, we're approaching 35,000 feet. I'm going to put this baby on autopilot right now. I'm just going to sit back, relax, and I'm going to enjoy myself the flight right now for the next two minutes. Anybody with a camera phone, come on in and take a picture. You know why? Because if I do this and this goes off perfectly, you're going to win a bunch of championships for your favorite. And then all of a sudden, the, the the PA doesn't shut off. Yeah, and you just start hearing everything. Well, what are you going to be doing? It's in the there? pantless pilot. Yeah. Bulls win! Bulls win! Bulls win! Take, I'm taking one for the city. Okay. I think that's the winner right there.
<laughs> the what way. was the alternative that you only yeah, win with your the, favorite team? And what but, kind of scandal? That like there's a cheating scandal or a drug scandal? You know, Who like cares? Michigan this year, for instance. It's only one though. I want a, I want a title for all my. Want them all? Yes. You don't want the White Sox? No, yeah, you do. Well, but I mean, if the end, they're, they're for business purposes too. My, just, my son roots for I'm the White just, Sox. I was just thinking you as a Cubs fan. All right, uh, Jim Miller is going to join us next. He's a former Bears quarterback. He got into it about the way another former quarterback is analyzing Justin Fields. You'll hear about that coming up next.